Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Clear Cut Sports. This is the second half of the Double Dip on a Wednesday edition of the show. Thank you all for tuning in. My name is Seth. We're going to talk some football this evening. A few things uh, I'd like to cover here. First off, report came out the other day. Carson Wentz, as you all may know, said he was okay with the Eagles selecting Jalen Hurts in the second round, quarterback. Said he's okay with it. And you know, of course he has to say that. And, you know, he's right. He should be okay with it. But there's something he said in there. In his uh, one of his quotes, he said he had a feeling that the Eagles were going to pick a quarterback. He had a feeling. Now that could just be suggesting that their backup quarter they had no backup quarterback. That that was one area they needed to improve. Or. Maybe he knows what we all know. He can't stay on the football field. And that's what I think is really going on here. The Philadelphia Eagles, outside of the wide receiver position, are, are pretty solid at every other spot, including quarterback with Carson Wentz on the field. He's an exceptional talent. Before he went down a few years back, he was he was having an MVP season. But he can't stay healthy. You're no the best availability is the best ability is availability. And when you're not available, you're no good. So when he says they had a feeling that the that a quarterback was going to be taken, that's pretty interesting. And he says he's okay splitting time with Jalen Hurts. Now, I don't think that is exactly what we're going to see so long as Wentz is healthy. I think Wentz will get 99.9% of the snaps. But if he goes down, and I don't want to say we have reason to believe he's going to, but history tends to repeat itself sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I think that's what's really going on here. The Eagles said, this is our chance to win a Super Bowl. But we can't continue to have quarterback injuries limiting their success. Not to mention Carson Wentz is just off his massive contract extension a year ago. Worth. What is it here? I don't have the number in front of me. But it was big. There it is. $128 million. Over four years. Am I okay with this? I'm okay with this. 
Because honestly, if I was a GM, if I was running a team, it would be very hard for me to keep Carson Wentz, even though I know he's an exceptional talent. But it would just, I, I, I can't, I couldn't put up with the injuries. I really couldn't. So going this way with Jalen Hurts, I think it's an okay. It, it, it'll work out for the Eagles. And if Wentz does get hurt, they look like a gene. They look like geniuses. If he doesn't get hurt, well, guess what? They're going to have an exceptional season because he's going to. He's one of the top quarterback talents we have. So Carson Wentz, okay, with the signing, as am I. I do like the Eagles this year a lot. Moving on here. So the NFL schedule comes out tomorrow evening, which is super exciting. I can't wait to uh, find out who's going, who's going where, when, who has tough, who has tough schedules. You know, some easier spots to weaker spots. Very interesting. Also, with that being said, there was also some power rankings that I've seen. You know, kind of on the internet and around. I just have a couple of takeaways <clears throat> from what I from what the uh, from what who's ranked where. We'll start off with the Los Angeles Rams, who in this particular one are ranked seventeenth, which is about middle of the pack in the NFL. I think that is way too high, way too high. Last season, the Rams went 9-7. and seven. Their division got a lot better, and I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals because the Seahawks and the 49ers are both already outstanding teams, both of who I believe will make the playoffs this season. The Arizona Cardinals had an exceptional draft, which a lot of people aren't talking about. A steal at number, I think it was number 8 with Isaiah Simmons. He's going to be a very versatile defender. And the Rams, yes, they lost Todd Gurley and they picked up a running back, but uh, I, I don't know. They traded away Brandon Cooks, who was, you know, he had some injury issues, of course, but he was their deep threat guy. So... Uh, I, I I don't know how I feel about this. I when they paid they paid Jared Goff a few years back, and I think they've really limited limited themselves by doing so. The Rams, they're not going to be as good as advertised this year. A, a sub five hundred record is what I'm thinking. They're not getting any younger. Well, besides the draft, I'm talking about. Their O line, their defense. Don't sell your stock on the Rams. Next point I have here, we're going to talk Carolina Panthers, who in the majority of the drafts, or excuse me, the rankings, they're ranked bottom five. I'm here to tell you something. I think. The Carolina Panthers, they're going to be about a 509 and 7 football team this year. People think it's a rebuild. 
You got the new coach who everything he touches in college turns to gold. Rule. Everything. You, you just got Teddy Bridgewater. You know, Cam Newton was hurt last year and they had to turn to Will Greer and, and others. So you got a very competent quarterback who is not going to turn the ball over. He's a very great game manager. Your receiving core, I like. Christian McCaffrey, don't get me started. One of, if not the best, running back in the league. And the Carolina Panthers last year ranked first in sacks and fourth in interceptions. Their defense is good. And I think it's only the team's only going to get better by the quarterback acquisition, let alone Derrick Brown, that man they got with the seventh overall pick, defensive tackle. Carolina Panthers, they got a tough division, I will say that. They're probably outmatched at the quarterback position. Outside of that, this is going to be a tough football team to beat. Bottom five, I don't think so. Another team people are sleeping on, the Denver Broncos. I can't believe this. The Denver Broncos are my most improved team this year. The biggest need on the offensive side of the ball was wide receiver. And you know what they did? They drafted probably, according to some people, the best wide receiver in the draft, Jerry Judy. He will play alongside Cortland Sutton. They also got another wide receiver in K.J. Hamler. Drew Locke played well down the stretch last year after Joe Flacco, after they replaced him with Joe Flacco. No offense, a good young tight end. They have a solid offensive line. And their defense, Bradley Chubb was hurt all year. He's going to be back with a vengeance. Vaughn Miller, of course. What's not to like about this team? They're gonna be they're gonna be fighting for a playoff spot. I'm telling you right now. Let alone Melvin Gordon. I don't know how that's gonna work with Philip Lindsay because I really like Philip Lindsay. That's a topic for another day, perhaps. But this team is revamped. It's young on the offense. Its defense is good and experienced. They're they nailed the draft. Vic Fangio's an exceptional coach. I, I I don't know why people are sleeping on these Denver Broncos. Watch out for them. Second in the AFC West, hands down. Next to Kansas City, of course. Finally, Dallas Cowboys. Look. But a lot of a lot of these have have them in the top ten. Uh, listen, as of right now, your quarterback is Andy Dalton, which isn't a bad thing. If you heard my previous podcast, I like Andy Dalton as a game manager. He's, I don't think he'll go out and win you games. But with the Dallas Cowboys, it shouldn't matter because you should hand the ball off to Zeke 25 to 30 times a football game. Your draft, 
C.D. Lamb, good receiver, but that was not your need. You lost your center. You lost Byron Jones, your best corner, one of the best corners in the game, I should add. A new coach learning a new system. Your defense really, I don't know if they're as good as advertised, especially after their losses, obviously after their losses. You know, they, I, I don't know how to feel about these Dallas Cowboys. You're in a division where the Philadelphia Eagles, if they play well and if everyone stays healthy, should roll the division. So there's two losses. You play the NFC AFC North in the rotation. you got to play Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. You'll probably lose two of those three. And you got the NFC West with the Niners and the Seahawks and the Rams, who are always a tough out. I'm not too high on them, but they are a tough out. So... I I don't I think the Cowboys if I had to sum up their season, they are set up for disappointment. They're set up for disappointment. They're not gonna win the division. There's too many good teams in the NFC for them to in my opinion make make the playoffs. You know, so there has to be three. Minnesota or Green Bay, one of them will make the playoffs. I believe Seattle or San Francisco, one of them will make the playoffs, which whoever doesn't make the, win the division. And then in the NFC South, you can make an argument of two or three teams at least that could make the playoffs. So, it's going to be tough sledding for Dallas. I, I can't see them making the play. The only good thing is they play the Redskins twice and the Giants twice, who they should beat with ease. I know nothing's ever guaranteed in the NFL, but uh, the NFC East is a weird division. So uh, I, I don't know about these Dallas Cowboys, everybody. So that was the NFL rankings. Final topic for this episode. <sighs> that was my sigh at Odell Beckham Jr. Who came out the other day and said, This is my time. This is your time, Odell Beckham Jr. What about... The past five years at when you play with the New York Giants. That wasn't your time. See, the problem I have here. Odo Beckham, one of the most talented receivers I've ever seen. You can catch anything. You get a new head coach. You're going to have to learn a new system. Baker Mayfield, your success, Odell Beckham Jr., kind of relies on Baker Mayfield, who had a down year last year. And I'll be the first to say I don't expect him to have an upswing this year. Not a big one, 
I mean, unless their new coach was Kevin Stefanski, unless their new head coach can, you know, work some magic. Which, I mean, maybe he can. But I don't think he's just going to win there and make Baker Mayfield complete, have a higher completion percentage. Baker Mayfield has to work at that. Their division has is tough. Their defenses they're going to go up against. The Steelers twice and the Ravens twice. The Ravens, that Ravens defense is unbelievable. And, look, I'm not knocking Odell Beckham Jr. in any way, but I, you're surrounded by it with Jarvis Landry, Hayden Hurst, Nick Chubb. It's, uh, this almost, to me, sounds like, I don't want to say desperation, but, hey, Baker, give me the ball. Make sure you target me first every play. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. What I mean by that, this is my time, is what he said. And they have a bunch of talent on that team, on the offense and defense, but we're talking offense here. Because they have Jarvis Landry. You have Hayden Hurst, who you signed in the offseason. You have Nick Chubb, an excellent running back. Odell might not get his targets. Because if you remember last year, when they went to purposely target Odell Beckham Jr. They they didn't they underperformed. They didn't perform well at all. And I look at Odell Beckham Jr.'s numbers here. This is his what one, two, three, four, five, six. His seventh season coming up. He ain't getting any younger. He's probably on the on the downslope of his prime, he's still very good, very talented. He was injured last season. That's never good. His numbers over the years. 2014. 1,305 yards. 12 TDs. 108.8 yards per game. 2015. 1,450 yards, 13 touchdowns, 96.7 yards per game. 2016, 1,367 yards a game, or yards, sorry, 10 touchdowns, 85.4 yards per game. He was hurt most of 2017, so I'll omit that. 2018, 1,052 yards, 6 touchdowns, 87 0.7 yards a game. And last year, his first year with Cleveland, 1,035 yards, four touchdowns, and 64.7 yards a game. And this is your time. I just got to pause and think here. But I, don't, I don't quite understand. Now, you can blame some of those early, this first, you know, Five years with on Eli Manning, some of it at least. He was obviously past his prime. 
But Odell Beckham, this was not your time. Your time was a few years ago. You've seen a steady decrease in yards per game. Touchdown! You had four touchdowns last year. That was one more touchdown than the year where you played in four games. Yeah. In 2017, he played in four games. He had three touchdowns. Last year, he played in, you know, every game. He had four. And it's not necessarily a knock on Odo Beckham Jr., but, you know, Baker Mayfield's also got to has to step up too. So by Odo Beckham Jr. saying, this is my time, he's really saying, Baker Mayfield, get your act together, throw me the football. Complete more than 60-whatever percent of your passes. And it just adds to the... To the onslaught of off-field comments made by Odell Beckham Jr. throughout his career. I like a guy with structure. And, you know, like Julio Jones is a perfect wide receiver. He's excellent at the game. He's he's a non-issue off the field. He just goes to work. He gets it done. He goes home, and that's it. Just another story about Odell Beckham Jr. Just another story. Baker Mayfield, that was for you, by the way. That's who he's talking to here. This is his year means get him the football and play better. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Clear Cut Sports. Signing off for now. Tune in on Friday for another episode. Until then. Stay safe, everybody.